are go listening to ourselves through James. Um, <clears throat> hello, I'd like to welcome everyone to We Go Again podcast. This is episode number 55 and it's Christmas. We're sitting here in a lovely sunny Lincolnshire enjoying the garden before I go back to Germany next week. And here in West London, it's me, Rob Overfield, and it's not sunny down here. So, Kristen, can you be quiet? I'm here in Barclay, it's me, James Barclay. And uh, just about over Sunday, but now in isolation. Well, were you one of the Portsmouth tweeters? Uh, sorry, Portsmouth WhatsApp. Is that what it is? Is that why you've been told you're a very bad boy and you need to think <laughs> about what you did? Or more, what you said? Uh, not quite. <laughs> oh, I think you'll find it was Snapchat, Was it Snapchat? <laughs> <laughs> I was just going off whichever tweet Rob said, um, which said it was a it was a WhatsApp. Um, so I didn't I didn't think you could snap. It, you can't actually screenshot what's a, a Snapchat. So what what then takes this into another little level? Not only if this was Snapchat. Not only did they have their conversation about questioning skin colours and stuff, um, I thought they disappeared. So one of them is recording um, the conversations. So it's, it's, I don't know what to make of it. It's really bad. But I think the worst thing is it's not what I would not expect from a bunch of testosterone junkies um, that are 16, 17 and 18 year olds Yeah, I mean it's it's quite shameful isn't it, I mean we don't really need to uh, highlight what was said, people can probably find it if they want but um, yeah, it's a sad sad state of affairs isn't it, if you ever if you ever thought that we'd grow out of, of racism for want of a, a better better term for it, you know, it'd, it'd die out with, with the Neanderthals then uh, this quite clearly shows that it doesn't if an under 18 team are, are, are doing exactly the same sort of thing it's it, it's ridiculous um, and it's probably five or six promising young careers that, that are going to go up in smoke because of it as well and it's you know brings shame on, on the club as well um, as well as the f- well I, I don't know if it does bring shame on the families we don't know the families I mean you know they've, they've got it from somewhere you sound like so. Italian mafia now <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, af- after I mean, we can we can talk as much as we want about about the final and the penalties and the the team selection and the substitutions and and things like that. But you know, you just for somebody to to be abusing the players and for for group chats like that, and you you just know that that's just going to be one of thousands around the country. Well, there's already been four actual arrests from um, along the same sort of lines. Um, which I saw on on the news today, but let, let's move on from that because I don't really want to. I, I don't want to dissect the aftermath, and, I, and part of me doesn't even want to dissect the before. I'm not sure what was supposed to be before aftermath. What well, I don't know what it's called, but the before bit is um, because we saw the trouble at Wembley that was going on before. It's people storming the ground. I blame them the fact that nobody did anything about the Man United fans storming the ground uh, a few weeks ago. Um, and so they stormed the ground and once again they got in and caused problems and stuff because I don't understand it because they must be missing the game. If they were that bothered about seeing the game, you pay your money, you try and get in because the tickets were supposed to be starting at 300 euros or something stupid. Um, and then y- you go to a pub, you go around your friends, you you have a barbecue, you watch the game. You don't go and stand outside Wembley doing all the crap they were doing because they're not actually interested in the game. Yeah, um, it's. I mean, the, there are no parties here that are, that are blameless either. I mean, UEFA for for one for for applying gentle pressure on up in the up in the crowd. Or the the uh, the crowd allowed into sixty thousand, um, you know it, w- it was what was it twenty I think it was it was twenty two wasn't it for the group games and then it it went up to forty five for the um, for the knockout games and then the semi final and the final were were, were sixty thousand now even at the Italy Spain semi final there was apparently nearer seventy thousand in there and when we were watching it um, we had we had a uh, we had a couple of uh, you know another another family around watching it with us and. 
we we were looking at the pictures on the TV and we were without realizing there'd been any trouble really um, because we hadn't watched any of the build up because we were, you know we had ah, things like that. You were on BBC um, then because they showed we a were, montage. We were on we were watching BBC because <laughs> why would you choose to watch ITV if BBC have got the exact same thing on? I just don't get it. Um, but we were looking and you could Do you like Roy Keane? See, there were no there were no empty seats in the ground and it, we were like there are there is far far more than. 60,000 in that ground you could you could see I mean everybody in that ground all the officials everybody must have known that there were far more than were allowed to be in there uh, um, see no you had 60,000 football fans and 20,000 UEFA hanger-ons and sponsors and all the other people who get free tickets they won't they well, never count well I, I don't know I mean yeah quite possibly but I mean I would say there was probably yeah definitely at least 80,000 in it there. It wasn't far from a full house I know that. It, yeah it absolutely wasn't so uh, you know you've got you've got to point the finger at, at UEFA for, for putting the tournament on in the first place um, in in its format of it you know of it being in, in a, across Europe as you know as they'd originally said it to be before before obviously everything happened um, it, it, obviously the idiots themselves the, the, the kickoff timers why did it need to be at eight o'clock on a Sunday it was the only game on that day there's no third place playoff why was it not at five o'clock on the Sunday you, you've got you, you've got idiots drinking from probably the night before just going all the way through to the game it, it was never never going to go off smoothly obviously you've got you've got the police in issue because clearly that was lacking massively I mean expecting mm, mm, just mm. agency stewards to to be police and security that's not what they're there for they're there to to deal with you know well i don't really know what they're there to do to deal with like an emergency evacuation or something they're not there to front mm, up to mm. 20 thugs that are beating the shit out yeah. of two italians because they celebrated the, their team scoring yeah. a goal in the european championship mm, final yeah. well, well uh, i mean given this you know, I've, I won't say I know about staging in, um, a fixture like that, but I do know a bit about behind-the-scenes workings. And even more so in these times, everybody who attends the game has to be included by the, you know, and, you know, so it's a, because they're still part of the capacity, they're still taking up a seat, taking up space. So basically, if you're saying that the whoever was there by invitation of UEFA have not been counted. No, that was me being a bit flippant. They they were yeah, counted, obviously. Yeah, come on. You can't be but any but you know, I did actually read somewhere that one what the most one of the most prominent um individuals, shall we say I'm sure I'm sure you all saw the red smoke. <laughs> um I, I I'm pretty sure you know the photo I mean. Apparently there are people that do this all the time, try and get into football matches without paying. And of course, Wembley, your, your 2020 final, did anybody really think there wasn't going to be any attempt from people to gatecrash the, you know, the proceedings? It's all a mess, and to be honest... It's part of the reason that in this country why we don't deserve nice things like, you know, finals of major championships. Because we've got Muppets and idiots who don't know how to act, don't know how to behave, and have zero respect for anybody else. Uh, yeah, I, I, will, I will just jump... Sorry, Rob, I will just jump right. in quick, quickly there. But, you know, we have had a World Cup in Russia. We have had a European Championships in Poland and Ukraine. And, mm -hmm. you know, all of those countries have issues. You know, mm -hmm. so to I, I get it, I understand, and I completely agree that we shouldn't get the 2030 World Cup if we were going to bid for that. I, um, you know, I, I absolutely back UEFA if they say that we've got to play the next four games behind closed doors, which is probably mm -hmm. there will be some form of behind closed doors. Oh, bound to be. Bound to be. We, we've been doing for the last year and a half anyway, so who gives a crap? Do you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> but I, I think. It, 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 everybody already hates hates England that isn't English. Everybody hates the only people supporting England on Sunday were the English. There was 
everybody mm. else wanted Italy mm. to win, one hundred percent. So we've already got that to deal with. You know, yeah, we're not we're not a, a nice bunch of people when we get together in our mm. tens of thousands with alcohol. It, you know, I mean, we were banned for club competitions in Europe for what was it, ten years? More than ten years? I can't remember now. In I, the it was when I was yeah, it was when I was growing up, and then all of a sudden we were allowed six. back in. I think it was six was years. It, was it just six? Was it? Yeah. Mm, mm. Um, you know, so we we have history, um, but yeah, I mean, as I say, the FA bowed down to to um, the UEFA saying we we want our officials there, and if you want the final, then they are exempt from everything COVID. Uh, you know, that's mm. that's ridiculous. bang out of order. The, it, the whole thing was just a farce. It really was. Mm. And I'm not. It's not sour grapes. The best team. Uh, the, sorry, get my grammar right. The better team won on the night, and the best team, on the whole, won the tournament. Mm. I have absolutely no issues with that. No. Issues with some of the decisions and the and the um, tactics and all that. But whether we do, whether we chat about that or not, I don't know. I don't mind. Mm. Um, but this whole thing has just made made us. It's it, it, it has set us back. 20, 30 years, and with that mm. without even getting on to the horrific, ridiculous, shameful abuse that those three brave young men who stepped up to take penalties, mm. you know, and two of them were saved, so two of them weren't even missed. They had them saved. It annoys me when people say, oh, you missed a penalty. No, you didn't miss a penalty. The keeper saved it. Mm. If the keeper goes the other way, it goes in. Yeah, the keeper went the same way every single time he took a penalty. Well... Marcus Rashford's the only one who missed. And, and he I missed appallingly. He, and I knew he was going to miss because that run-up was ridiculous. It was He'd been playing too much with Pogba. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly what I said. I said, I, I said what during the run-up, I was like, what is he doing the Pogba for? Or the, uh, do you remember the last Euros? I think it was. It might be in the world. Yeah, it was the last Euros. Simone Zaza from Italy. Uh, he did probably one about a uh, run-up about three times as long as that and put it over the bar. It was, it was, it was a terrible, terrible penalty. But you can't blame him because who brings a player on who hasn't played all bloody tournament who's mm-hmm. injured because it's it's come out in the last couple of days that he's actually injured and he's going to miss the first six weeks of the season who puts him on in the 120th minute to take a penalty when he's not played all tournament it's madness who puts a 19 year old up to take a pe- right we're getting into that and i don't let's, need to. L- um, no no let's let's not let's not get into that bit because what i just want to raise is that there are no sanctions against croatia I was watching the Croatia game. Um, when the they were Croatia tw- game against England? No, the other one. Who did they go out to? In in this tournament? Yeah, they were, um, they were playing... Spain, wasn't it? Spain. Yep. That okay. Amazing 5-3. So mm. they were playing that game, and after the fifth Spanish goal went in and they were running into the corner, the Croatian fans were throwing their drinks at the players. There were so many cups getting thrown onto that oh, pitch down that yeah, corner, yeah. and that was in Denmark. And so that's expensive beer. You don't do that. <laughs> it's like twelve quid a pint. No. What, but Carlsberg? Wow, that's but, a ripoff. Yeah, but nobody. <laughs> that's why they export it. Uh, but nobody. <laughs> there's no re- repercussions for them, and no one's raising the same. I know it's not quite the same level, but that was actually in the ground throwing things at players while they were playing because the Spanish keeper went to take his goal kick and had to move a load of um, cups out of the way. What what I can't what grounds was that mm. in? I can't remember. It was Copenhagen. Was it in Copenhagen? That yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, you said then fear, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, and so that so for me, no one's raising the fact that the Croatian fans were doing a similar sort of what were doing stuff, um, and you get this all around. But there seems to be a singular focus on England. Yes, mm. it was. It it just annoys me because they're not actually fans. They're not interested in that. Um, the, there's a song where the, the the actual best part of the game is the fight afterwards. That's all they're interested in, and that's all they those sort of people are interested in. They're not interested in, like I said, they miss the game a lot of them because they were yeah, fucking well, around outside the out the ground. Well, why are you watching the game? Um, unfortunately, <laughs> it's it's a skinhead's paradise, isn't it? They put the England shirt on, they hide behind the, the St George's flag. The, the, well, we don't even have that on. The, we don't. Yeah, it's it's just. I mean, and we don't even have that on the shirt. It's it, or I don't, it's not even part. It's, is it in the three lines badge? I'm not sure. I don't think it is. Don't it? think it is. Badge? No, don't no. think it is. Just the three lines, isn't it, with England? Mm. Mm. Yeah, but they 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 hide behind the shirt and yeah, as you say, Chris, they're not fans. Even the ones that travel abroad with the team, they're not 
there for the football. They're there to smash up the town centre of where they of where they are. I've, you know, I mean, you guys know how much I love Barcelona as a club and as mm. a city. Mm. And when they were over there playing Spain uh, a couple of years ago in the Nations League, they were there in one of my favourite places in Barcelona. In the, it's it's a beautiful square with loads of lovely apartments and restaurants and a big fountain and they have loads of entertainment at night it's amazing it's called the plaza royale and they just trashed it um chucking locals in the fountain and things like it was absolutely despicable i, I was ashamed what you know when i saw the videos and things and you know we, we've had the debate about social media haven't we um yeah you know should, many. You, should you hand over passport ids or you know things like that for twitter accounts and things and it, it you know that's that's another another topic and that's problematic in its in its own right mm. um but uh, i mean we shouldn't be talking about shit like this we should be talking about the mistakes that so Southgate made and, let's you know, move on then let's move on yeah. from from let's from do. the crap that happened off oh, the can pitch. I just say before before we do the the people of withington in manchester that have gone and restored the marcus rashford mural and, and all those beautiful post-it notes that they stuck on there and and the peaceful protest that was unbelievable Mm. What a community that is! That was absolutely sensational, and they are very, very proud of him, and very, mm. very rightly so. The guy is, you know, we've said it before, haven't we, with these um, school dinners mm. and taking on the government and winning. He's an unbelievable young man, and for anybody yeah. to abuse him for the colour of his skin and anybody else, whether you're black, white, Asian, whatever, you shouldn't, you know, mm. sexual orientation. Yeah. It I matter. completely agree with you. You should abuse him for the quality of his penalty. Yeah. Can I do? And if we're going to talk about that. <laughs> if we're going to talk about that, can I also talk about one of the other young players, one of the other of those three? Mm. And Bakayo? I can't. Uh, Bakayo Saka. Bakayo Saka, yeah. What a, yeah. What a young he, man. What he, a he comes from the part of West London that I live in. Oh, is he from? Yeah, okay. Yep, okay. he's he went to school in the uh, he went to school no more than about a mile and a half away. He trained in the locals on the local sports track. He basically he's from this part of London. I'd never heard of the player until that first match. Um, I can't remember who we played. Who the hell did we play that for in the first match of the tournament? Croatia, Croatia, Croatia. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think he came on a sub show. I I had never se- yeah. yeah I'd never seen him before. I don't find I'm not what from the Premier League is with Arsenal. I know Arsenal fans at work, and I looked at him and I thought, he's got something. He deserves he to be in that shirt and where he is, and yeah. he showed it. And do you know something? Never met the kid. Never didn't know anything about him until the tournament. But do you know something? I'm proud to say I live in this part of London that he does, that he came from. And yeah, to me, well said, well said. that makes you know that makes everything else irrelevant. It basically could have kicked, you know, for all I care, could have kicked Southgate up the nuts, and I would still <laughs> wouldn't have thought anything different of him. It, to be honest, he's one. He's. I mean, I'm not a Londoner. You can tell I'm not. You know, <laughs> it's not for anything. But this part of town, he's part of it. I'm part of it. Enough said. He well, has done. He has done more before he's 20 years old than I've ever done. That we've ever done that anybody that's abused him has ever done exactly so he is one that everybody should be behind he you know it you know you know you saw the things of what um i think it i think it was well who was it it was good was the story about with who was with with the mum who was used to go cleaning was it sterling or was it rashford uh sterling i think sterling you see you see see, these are kind of things we should admire the difficulties that these, all these players, all the players in that England squad have had difficulties they've had to fight through, they've had to overcome, and look at them. They've gone to, the, you know, the ma- one of the major international tournaments, got to the final, and technically, on the field of play, undefeated. Technically, yes, they lost the final on penalties, but in the, you know, in you know, active play. They've not been defeated. We conceded only twice in what was that? Six matches? Seven matches? And both from set pieces as well. And both from set pieces. What other team has had that record? What other team has performed in that manner in that tournament? Not even Italy were that you know conceded as few as that. So to be honest, why these you know players and those three are being given a mountain of shit? I don't get. 
because they have done more than anybody else has ever done in an England shirt bar those lads from the from 66 that's it that's all that matters to me I don't care if they whack it over the penalty you know and the, or the keeper saves it they were chosen Southgate had faith in them okay they didn't make it but that doesn't matter that's you know Southgate had faith in them and that's the end of it yeah, I mean, when I when I mean I, when I saw, um, I think it was before the Kyosaka's penalty. Mm. I um, I think when I when I said to my friends, I was like, oh, that's um, that's them in a in a pizza advert, and that that was, you know, as much as, as it, and it never, you know, I, it just clearly my brain's wired correctly because it <laughs> never it, even after the game when I saw all three of them together. It never occurred to me that the colour of their... Do you know what I mean? It was the colour no, of the shirt no. they were wearing. That's all that yeah. mattered to me. Um, and the fact that, you know, heartbreakingly, we lost the final. Um, the the mm. pictures of, of, of Gareth Southgate just hugging Bukayo Saka and, oh, you just... Mm. It, it was so emotional. It was so moving. Yeah. It was unbelievable pictures of those. He, he is a proper father figure to, to that young man. I have, um, have to admit, though, I couldn't see Sam Allardyce in that position. <laughs> <laughs> well, we probably wouldn't have qualified. Yeah, you're right. The best, right. The best thing ever happened was him having a pint of wine. So yeah. d just just to play devil's advocate, uh, which is obviously very easy for me. Um, yeah, like comes, naturally yep. comes naturally, Chris. Comes naturally, Chris. Saka was not strong enough. He was no, not. No, he no. was no. He was not mentally strong enough, and he was not no. physically strong enough to be yeah, brought on against. To be brought on against the Bruisers, who were kicking Harry Kane all over the park, and I, I, it was obvious I, he he was brought on, and he made the wrong choice, because where he was playing him, he never got his. He never got going, to me, and but now you've said that Rashford's injured, that explains why he didn't bring Rashford on earlier because we needed somebody fast when you got two 35 year olds on the Zimmer frames trying to keep up with somebody like Rashford he ain't gonna, they ain't going to do it and we saw that when Saka knocked one past him and how he did not get a red card and I know you're going to say Rob you just want to <laughs> criticize you're just going to criticize the referee I am going to criticize the referee because he was fucking shit on the night and I don't care whether you wait for a turned round and said oh no all those decisions you made were absolutely perfect Actually, Kristen, that I had a word with actual to practicing referees, qualified who actually apply the laws, you know, week in week out. And yellow card was all that he that they could have got. One because it was not a goal scoring situation. Any anything Two, anything when you beat the player and you're the last man. No, it isn't. Is no, no, it isn't. Not according to the laws of the game. That is not a goal scoring situation. In, it is, what do it they, is, what do they, what's what serious foul play what, then? How can he get no, sent off for kicking? No, no, how can no. he get sent off for kicking somebody? Ah, but that's different. That, that's this, that, that, he grabbed him round the neck. No, that's holding. That's just class. That's just class as holding. This is where no, that. It this is. is where the law is. This is where the law is an ass because yes, I when he did it, I was screaming for a red card, but in my head. I knew it was only going to be yellow because it is only a shirtful. Whether it's, it's, it's only holding, it was only going to be the, it was only ever going to be the yellow. That it, one it, I don't it, actually have a problem with it, as much as the Jorginho yeah, incident. But no, the, the Jorginho yeah. one, yes. Absolutely. Oh yes, the, the, I the don't Giorginio think there's any. Saka, for me, is a red card. It's yeah, because I don't see any problem it, with that. It feels like it should be a red card. Do you know? It, it, because it's it's dangerous play. It's yeah. endangering his safety because he's not he's running he's, he's building up his speed to get past him. And he's yanked him back like that. I mean, can you say had that been an Italian doing that, it would have been a red card because they'd yeah. have gone down, clutching their throat, and rolled around for ten minutes yeah. until well, the referee was forced to give I, a red card to get the guy to get sand back up again. I've I've said it many many times that the professional foul taking it, it, it's always the same, isn't it? You 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 know John Terry was was brilliant at it. You, you take mm. the player out on the halfway line because you know it's only going to be a yellow card, even though you yeah. are, in quotation marks, the last man, which obviously, as we three know, is not the actual rule. It's not the, the law no. of the game. It's not the terminology. No. If you're no. clean through on the halfway line and you get it past that last defender and you're as quick as Bukayo Saka, that is a goal-scoring opportunity. I don't care no. that it's 70 yards from goal. That is a goal-scoring opportunity. It's dangerous no. play. 
it's reckless, it's endangering the safety, it's got no intention of playing the ball because he's grabbed him around the fucking neck. That's a red card. And I'm delighted, and I've said it again, better team one, best team one. Chiellini, absolutely delighted for him because, oh my God, how much does he love playing for Italy? How much does he love his country? You can't help but like him. But that was a red card. The one on Jorginho, uh, the one by Jorginho on Jack Grealish, red card all day long. Because yeah, I wouldn't argue. I wouldn't argue with that one on Grealish, but I'll. I you know, will. I'll, I'll, I will. I'll, just, I'll I will say that UEFA have argued with it, and their chief well, referee, to, the chief referee person, has said that was perfect right decision because he went to the ball and it was an accident. No. That he went over the top of the ball and stamped on his knee. No coincidence. They've played each other a few times. So, yeah, it's but it's still reckless, isn't it? Oh no! Of course yeah. it is. I've you've we've seen and it, it. time in the time again. Yeah, we shouldn't judge a challenge by the out, you know, by the injury sustained and the outcome. Where I mean, we've seen that so mm. many times that, uh, you know, at the the Hyungmin Sun one on on uh, Andre Gomez at Goodison a couple of mm. years ago. I mean, you got away it with was that. a bad challenge, but it it you know, uh, no, that was probably a bad example actually. Because he went, after, he, went after, he went he after he went after he went after him. He went after him. But. That we've seen many, many times, you know, that it's like, oh, that's a yellow card, but because he's broken his leg, it's a red, you know, and it, it's, yeah. I, don't I know. maintain I'm, that had that been up the other end and that had been an Italian that, getting stamped been, on, he would yeah, have been a red. If that had been Grealish on, G, on Giorgino, he would have been sent off 100%. Um, so, I mean, it, you know, and when it happened, first thing I said was, He's going to score the winning penalty now, Jorginho. And he as it turns out, <laughs> but if he had scored it, it would have been a winning penalty. So, you know, it was just an incredible save from Pickford. But, I mean, yeah, it's, it, you know, we, there's a lot of decisions that went against us, but. Well, um, let's, let's, let's stop There was picking a lot of decisions that we made ourselves. Well, didn't go for us. And that's, that's the thing. That's where uh, a little bit for me is we took a squad of 25 players. How many did we use? 15? Uh, 16? No, it was 26 because it called Ben White up, didn't it? To yeah, but strength. how many did we actually use, though? Oh, use. We hardly used anybody. Um, Over his starting 11 or something. 18, maybe? Exactly. Because so the two keepers, Conor Cody, Ben White. But, but if you look, rather than just what's going through, but if you look, the core of the team didn't change the whole tournament. Yes, he brought in Trippier and took out Saka and then he swapped them back again and Sancho started for one game and it, he did tweaks and overall it, it was it was working but once again when it came to the crunch at the end of normal time he didn't make a sub he made two yeah. subs and this is what annoys me not it annoys me because it we can make the joke that we had one um we had one job for Sancho and Rashford, and they didn't do it. Um, yes, we but know. How, there was mu- how, how much of that is down to the fact that they came on with a minute to go? This is what I'm not blaming. I'm not blaming them. them. I'm blaming no. the manager for saying yeah. it's going to go to penalties, and therefore I'm not going to take Harry Kane off, who can hardly move, and put somebody on, put Dominic Calvert-Lewin or somebody on, because Harry Kane's my penalty taker. Now, the will, one thing I will say that the surprise penalty of them all for me. And the best penalty on the night, as far as I was concerned, broke mm. the camera. <laughs> that, that Blockhead broke the camera when he took <laughs> it. He was not uh, getting... If, if he'd got his hand to it, he would have taken his hand off. <laughs> uh, good old Sheffield lads, that's what they do. Um, yeah, I mean, my approval rating for, for Gareth Southgate went down from 100% to probably 85 to 90 in that final. Um, I didn't like the back three to begin with. I just thought that we didn't need to do it. Um, yes, got it spot on against Germany. Um, and every, to be fair, we, we got to the final, so clearly every decision you can say worked up until that point because we got to the final. Um, he's already at that point the second best England manager of all time, isn't well, he? Well, it's, it's, it's a good little ratio, isn't it? Two finals and a semi final, so he's definitely yeah, going to be there. Two finals and a final. <laughs> I thought he got it to the final of the nations. Oh yeah, they had no, the third, no, fourth play. Sorry, I've got the third, fourth playoff thing. But um, so yeah, I didn't necessarily agree with that. I didn't agree in the Denmark game for him to put Kieran Trippier on at left back 
when you've got Ben Chilwell sat on the bench, who unbelievably hasn't seen a second of action, which I just do not He's got get. bad hair. Um, I mean, the first game against Croatia, the um, the pundits and the and the journalists all kind of explained it, and maybe Southgate did as well. Kind of explained it away because Maguire was injured, so Tyrone Mings played. So they put Kieran Trippier at left back with Mings at left centre back just to kind of protect Mings a little bit because he's a little bit inexperienced. But because Mings hasn't played at top level exactly. before and, and, and played for a number of years at top level and is yeah. probably the best left-footed uh, centre back that we have in the country. Yeah, no, <laughs> I I love Tyrone Mings. The guy's brilliant. Um, but so I didn't didn't so really understand th- but, that. But surely putting a more natural left footer. As in Chilwell or Shaw would have made more sense then if you're trying yeah, to protect Mings. Um, uh, Luke was Luke Shaw injured coming into the tournament? Or uh, oh no, Luke Shaw. Yeah, they didn't play, did they? Because they um, they'd only joined up with the squad late, I think, for the European finals, the club finals. <coughs> so maybe that's why Luke Shaw didn't play. But you know, Ben Chilwell was on the bench and and. You know, didn't get on, and Kieran Trippier played the game, which we won one nil. So you can say it worked. Um, the back three against Germany, we won two nil. So you say it worked because we matched them up, and they couldn't, didn't have an answer to it. I don't know why we did it in the final. I, it, it shocked me when I saw the team. I, I, you know, but after two minutes, I was saying he's got it right again, hasn't he? Because one one wing backs crossed to the other, so and he scored. So you know, you you can say it worked, but why? Why call up so many attacking players and not use any of them? Why did Sterling play 120 minutes and then not take a penalty? You know, if if you're going to bring Marcus Rashford out, and this is what I was saying at the time, and obviously, it, you know, it's turned out he's he's a little bit injured, um, and he, he is going to miss six weeks of the season. Um, I think he's having a little a little operation. Um, but why not bring on Jadon Sancho? After 90 minutes, and give him chance to to win the game. Don't just bring him on for penalties. Bring him on to win the game in the, in extra time. As it turns out, Italy were hanging on in extra time. I That's mean, they, what I was they, meaning is that we needed our fast penalties. players on. We needed yeah. them. Yeah, Calvert Lewin. Why call him up if you're only going to give him? I don't even know how much he played. Did he came on for the in the first two games when he took Harry Kane off? I think didn't he? So he probably played about half an hour, 25, 30 minutes, something like that. Um, yeah, so a lot of a lot of decisions. I I actually said after that penalty shootout, when the likes of Sterling and Grealish, um, you know Calvin Phillips, um, John Stones, I think why was he not in the first five? You know if Harry Maguire is stepping up at number two, why the hell did John Stones not step up? And I to me, I thought the next the, this next squad. For the World Cup qualifiers is going to be very, very interesting because I wonder if there's a few players that have worked themselves out of it, um, and I include in that Jack Grealish. Well, there was obviously maybe Grealish like banged, banged Southgate's wife or something. I don't know. He, does, he doesn't <laughs> like. He, he looks that sort of lad. If, if James Madison was fit, Jack Grealish wouldn't have been in the squad for this tournament. He doesn't like him. He does. He clearly, I don't think, trusts him. Um, but yes, when does everybody think that Jack Reed's got so good? Because I don't think he's actually that good. Well, he, I mean, he came on, to be fair to him, he came on, he changed the game against Germany, he got an assist and the pass, the, the pre-assist, if you if <laughs> you have to use that term. <laughs> That's not um, a real word. And then, he, no, and then he took him off after, you know, when it, when it got to the point where we were going to shut the game down, his first option was not to give Sterling a rest, but it was to take off Grealish, who he'd brought on. So, you know... Mm. Oh, that was the semi-final against Denmark, sorry, wasn't it? When he took him off and uh, when he brought him on and took him off again. But yeah, we well, did the same with Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson yeah, would have scored his penalty. It was blasted the thing through the back of the net, straight down the middle. Yeah, it did surprise. I mean, I know he missed one uh, in one of the warm-up games, but yeah, you would have you would have thought that he would have beat. You know, he's Liverpool captain. He's one mm. of the leaders on the pit, on and off the pitch. Mm. He would have been in the five. I don't understand well, that one. Kyle Walker would have taken a good penalty. Um, I saw some some um, I don't know where I saw it on which social media thing I can't remember where it was, but when you actually look at number of penalties taken and scored by the England squad, there's a very there was very few of them that have taken that took more than five penalties last season. 
Well, Bukayo Saka has never taken one in his life. Should have got James Milner to come and take one. He would have scored it. Well, it was a good job they didn't call Southgate back on to score it then. Calvert-Lewin would have taken one and scored. From what I understand as well... Jordan Pickford should have taken one. Now, that I would agree with. I was just about to say... Great left foot. Apparently, he was number six. Yeah. Which even puts him again ahead of Sterling and Grealish and Stones. Stones would have taken a decent penalty. Anybody can miss a penalty. That's that's clear. I mean, if mm. you know, if Rash, mm. if Rashford penalty goes six inches to the right, then it's mm. you know, if if Bakayo puts, I don't know, if he puts it a little bit higher, it if might some, go in. Or if if it, anybody apart from Rashford went to the to the left of the goal, we would have scored all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mind you, though, uh, when you look at the keeper, they were trying to. Put oh, past. It's a big. He's he, I mean, he's a big lad. He's a unit, isn't he? And he's only twenty-two. <laughs> he I mean, geez. and and to tie that in, he's just signed for a new club. Yes, on a on a on a free. So Paris That's what I get. Why is he going to be? Why got to PSG on a free? Free transfers. That free transfer. Why? Unbelievable business. That is a steal. Well, that is they're the. Gonna, they they they're the ones that paid Mino Raiola what he wanted. Yeah, no, but th- to be honest, that is probably one of the best deals for a keeper you will see before the new season starts. You know, free transfer. You know, you've got Europe team member of the European Championship winning squad moving on a free to PSG. It's you know, it's a case of how many other clubs wish they'd go gone. I wish we'd known that we should have gone for him, you know. And yet they've gone in for him, and he's, oh, it's just going to be one of the most craziest bargains that any club's ever going to get. Well, I mean, you know, Bayern Munich have got a good track record of it. You know, they got Lewandowski on a free, Juve yeah. are famous for doing it. You know, Pirlo, yeah. I think they got on a free, and uh, you know, yeah. But Donna, I mean, if he's a unit, if Mino Raiola likes likes Paris then he might actually get a couple of years there and hmm. you know uh, it, it I mean he's been he's already he's already got a ridiculous amount of caps I mean he's already on 30 or 40 caps at the age of 22 he's been playing for mm. Milan since he was 17 mm. uh, you know, and as you say the guy's huge I mean the goal must look smaller than your front door when he stood in there <laughs> exactly because you know that if he if he dives one way or the other He's going to be able to touch the post while his feet are still in the middle of the goal. So even if you mm-hmm. put it down the middle, he's just going to be able to lift his foot and stop it. I mean, that's yeah. why Maguire's penalty was so impressive because even Donnarumma's not getting that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and it's at 22 just, years uh, of age, you know, yeah. if, if they he's have, only going to get I mean, better. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I don't even know what good English players are coming through, so I've, I've no idea what Italian well, players coming let, through. Let, they've got, let's say, they've I, got I can tell you which good English players we've got through. We've got Bellingham, we've got Saka, we've got Sancho, we've got Rashford still yeah, very but I mean, young. The ones, we, the ones that are 15, 14, 15, 16. You know, if Italy have got another Chiellini, Benucci, Maldini, Nesta, Cannavaro coming through, that defence with that keeper, it would it just it's never going to come. And the fact again. that and the fact they don't actually attack usually. Yeah, I mean they could do with a striker. Fair enough. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the future's still bright for England. I mean, the World Cup's only fifteen oh, months God, away. Yeah. That's the scary bit. <laughs> it's only fifteen you know. months away. But in the middle we, of the I mean, season, we're all we're all lamenting his decisions in the final. Twelve months ago, we wouldn't have got to the final. We wouldn't have got anywhere near it because, and if I remember mm. rightly, I think Jordan Pickford was injured. And let's face it, he had a bloody good tournament. I mean, that's penalty mm. save. Mm. You know, he saved as many penalties as Donnarumma. He, that pen, he made the best one as well from Georgie. I don't think I've ever seen a better penalty save than that. It was unbelievable. I actually thought it was going to come back off the post and hit him and go in, it, but it was a brilliant save. He but he got his hand. He, he got his hand to the Italian goal as well. Yeah. If he didn't have little yeah. arms, he'd have saved the um, Danish I mean, he, shot. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say if he if he was <laughs> six inches tall, he would have saved that one. Um, you know, he's not dropped a clangor that we were all expecting. He, no, he no, he did. He, he, we got away with it. We got away with it. The Denmark oh. game, he dropped a big clangor when he threw it out onto the like 25 yards from goal to one of their players. But oh, yeah, yeah. We got, he yeah. got away with it. And that's where, this yeah. is where, but then that, it should, could just be maturity. He it? got away with it. Whereas a couple of seasons ago, that had been bumped back of the net and yeah, picked up to his old things. Yeah, but that's one of those where, where he's doing what he's told, <clears> isn't he? The manager wants to play it out from the back. 
the manager takes responsibility for that. It's, no, it he takes responsibility for throwing it to the guy 20 and, yards yeah. away. Uh, yeah, but, you know, I mean, John Stones had a, a brilliant tournament, didn't have a, didn't make a mistake, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Nobody really was bad for England, I don't think. Um, I mean, we got to the final, we couldn't mm. have been, could they? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think last summer Harry Kane was struggling to be fit, and I think Danny Ings was was going to be in line to start for us. Though, you know, Calvert-Loon, I don't mm. think, was anywhere near the squad. Um, I'm not sure Jude Bellingham would have been anywhere near it, uh, be just because he wasn't, I don't think, had he even gone to Dortmund? I think no, he only went last summer, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, you only went there yeah. Um, yeah. just at the start. Of the, you went over there yeah. just at the, right at the end of last season. I mean, just going back to that German again, they were beaten before they got on the pitch because in their media, I mean, you'll know it better than anyone, Kristen, but they, they were they were scared of us because they just didn't understand how Bellingham and Sancho don't get in the team. Because they've run that mm. Dortmund team last season. Yeah, it's because they don't know a lot about English football and it's the, you don't well, play in the right it, country. But it's, yeah, is it the If you think only, tr only Trippier and... Sancho, uh, not anymore, but and Bellingham aren't playing in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah, and they're not. Mm. None of them are first choice. Um, no. Sancho will be by the World Cup. Jude Bellingham's got another season with Dortmund, and I reckon next summer he'll, he'll come be back, back to England. England. Yeah, he'll be back in England, and he'll be in the World Cup lineup. Um, so I mean, that's that's the pleasing thing, isn't it? The squad is so young, with the with yeah. the exception of yeah. you know Jordan Henderson, who's still only. 30 I think um, no he's 31 he's he th this was Kyle this Walker was his pro this was probably Jordan Henderson's last thing because you can see that the mantle has been passed Declan Rice yeah, had a great tournament and for did. me the actual player on the English team Calvin Phillips Phillips yeah Calvin and Phillips was the best least, player. player I know it, it brings mm. it brings the bile but he was for me. He was the best player that we had, all most consistent. I mean, a whole I tournament. Jo <laughs> I, jo I jokingly <laughs> say that about him playing for Leeds because you know it, it, I don't care what club you play for. You play for England. Well, hopefully, love, well you, you could you could see because Pickford, Pickford killed the Liverpool season. I'm still gushing about him playing for he, England. I mean, yeah. To he, be honest, on that by the World Cup. No, on that display, Phillips will not be at Elland Road for very much longer. Hopefully, for him. Be there next well, with he with the tournament he had, he put himself way bang center of the shop window. Yep. So, I mean, I wouldn't even be surprised if there isn't one or two continental clubs thinking they might might be worth yeah. a go. Not yep. necessarily the Premier League, because look at the look at the role he played. You know, I won't say he was a bit of a a, a, a snarling hard case. You know, I wouldn't well, care if he was a snarling hard case. Yeah. And to be honest, he showed the quality that he has. I just wish he played for a bloody different club. He could yeah. easily, if he wants to keep playing in white, he can switch over to Real because both Cruz and Modric are quite old now. <laughs> so yeah, well, so you, I wouldn't rule it out. I, I yeah. think. No. I mean, I think he will still be at Leeds next season. He, he, um, he, he, yeah, he won't leave this summer. It's I don't too, think he'll too short a time summer. between now and the end of yeah. August. It'll not be like it, it, but I don't think but it'll think be too summer, long. I, I think next time I reckon, and I reckon when they're relegated, a, he's going to go up to a, a different there. There's a, I reckon there's a certain team in red who might be losing a certain French international midfielder next summer that would very, mm. very much like to to get him in to replace him because I t he's he is phenomenal. I mean, I thought Saka uh, was, um, well, I thought he was Swiss, not French. <laughs> I, I I get the whole Yorkshire Pilo thing now. I get it. Mm. He was. I don't watch Leeds out of principle, um, but yeah, I fell in love with the guy this tournament. He was unbelievable. I'm a little disappointed mm. he didn't take one of the five because I think he would have just Peter well, it. He I just, think, he and this it. and this comes from what I was always told by you. You've both been involved with non-league football. I've been involved in non-league football. The manager always said he never chooses. He goes and says, "Who fancies it?" Yeah. Mm. Southgate well, chose. I don't care what I, yeah. I don't know whether I truly believe did. Grealish, but, but Southgate chose when he's brought two people on that close to the end of the game when we knew oh, penalties were coming. He's well, chosen the five. Apparently, it was it was picked on the basis of their stats in training. Oh, that's stupid. Penalties. You, you pick it on who the hell feels like you've got it in your leg tonight to bury yeah. one. 
not, oh, yeah, you've scored your last 50 penalties. Well, here's the first one you're ever going to miss in such an important game. Well, no. I do, who I feel, do also, who fancies himself? I do also think that, I mean, Jack Grealish came out, didn't he, on social media? And yeah, that's very, very unprofessional. It is, and that, that's why he won't be in the next squad, and he probably won't be in one in, while Southgate's the manager. Um, but if you felt, you know, if you're going to come out that vocally on, on Twitter, then you should have just pushed Saka back to halfway and gone up yourself, regardless of what the manager said. Yeah, the you problem know. is then the referee will book you it. because you're not allowed to do that. They well, have to. They have to give the names of all five penalty takers before yep, they take it. That is. Yep. That's it. But you can. Ch- can it. you not change the nope. order? No. Nope. Nope. Once you've given it in, you, those five you people have to take it in that order, unless he has. Um, An unless injury. He, he injures himself as he's running up to take it, you can't substitute him from taking it. So I why would you? I mean, why would you put a 19-year-old? See, as number five, put him. I would have put Grealish at number five if you dislike him that much. Then he's the one that's going to miss it and <laughs> put us out, and he can. Oh. Actually, actually, I would have put anybody else at two and three, and uh, served Maguire for four and five. Well, four and five. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be, well, that'd be quite wonderful thing. <laughs> well, left, okay, left I would phase that. <laughs> I would go phase that four or five. I yeah, phase I would. Four I would or have, five. I, for me, I know where yeah. you took Kane first because. But the thing is, as soon as we lost he's the toss. Enough. Statistically, we were going to lose penalty shootout. As soon as we didn't take mm. the first penalty, we were going to lose penalty shootout because I think it's something stupid like 86% of the teams who take the first penalty win the penalty shootout because the pressure's off them. They don't have as much pressure because they're the ones relieving it first. You get twice the yeah. pressure being yeah. that person. So yeah. I would have preferred it had Jorginho scored because then um, Saka wouldn't be getting the shit. But he also had um, twice the pressure because not only had Jorginho scored, so Pickford had done everything he could do, then it's doubly on him that he's the one who's missed the penalty that put us out, rather than Jorginho, who shouldn't have been on the pitch, scoring the penalty to win the game. So it would have been nicer for, for me, for Saka, to not have to have even been put in that position. Yeah, but I hope he's in. You know, I hope he has a good start to the season. I hope he's in that squad in September yeah. for the Hungary and Andorra. Games. I hope he plays um, absolutely brilliant every time he plays for England. Yeah, mm. and yep. not for two matches, at least next season. Well, actually, yep. do we say next season now because it's really this season, Rob? You've already played your first pre-season game. Actually, we've played. A t- we've already played three pre-season games. <laughs> Yeah, I only played three. Yeah, no, the 21-22 season is technically pretty much underway if you count pre-season. You know, this this is it. I mean, the, just that overlap between the end of the end of the Euros and the start of pre-season for a lot of clubs. You know, there was a definite overlap. Training had always, you know, been going on for weeks. Pre-season games were starting to come together, and you still had the final to play. That is, you know, that is the overlap. And let's not forget, for a lot of clubs, the season, you know, season proper, the league season, is only about three weeks away. Yep, 14th of August is when Liverpool's first game are, which normally non-league is a week before. So yours no. could even, yours is going to be the 14th as well, so that you like to say I that's think three weeks I away. I think it is the 14th, so it's three weeks away. Now... Yeah. I'm one of the players, uh, sorry, I, I want to protect the players, but from a purely selfish fan perspective, rolling in, having two, having my two weeks off while they were all doing training for the Euros, watching, not all Euro games, just some of them, and then it got exciting because yeah. we got through to the knockouts, and then it's now, this week, I can start watching pre-season games. From a selfish perspective, that's great. <laughs> it's really yeah. great, but... If you think, where do these players get the rest? Because mm. next season's going to be even worse because we're going to start the season even earlier because somebody's paid off enough people to have the World Cup in 40-degree heat uh, and then you know, in mid-season. And then we're going to have um, carry on the rest of the season afterwards. So it's probably going to finish a little later. And you're going to lose all these stars. It's bad enough, the fact that the stupid African Nations Cup which actually takes a lot of team, a lot of people out of the Premier League, because it's surprising how many we have, and they're all going to disappear for the month of January. And you think, 
when are these players getting arrested? Yeah, they came up with the FIFA came up with the money making idea for them, and they are lovely expense accounts to have the World Cup every two years, which means that the Euros then would probably switch to be the other year. So you'd have three summers, potentially four summers, taken up, and you're just going to get more injuries. And it's awful what happened to Ericsson. Is that going to be, become more because you're just stressing all these people so much? I think that's part of the problem, and we've said it time and again. The fact that there doesn't seem to be a lot of um, duty of care towards the players. They're just commodities. We've said it time and again, the fact that the authorities are not, not really that bothered about the players. They just want, in many ways, they just want the teams. They want they the money. Don't, not yeah, and the money, and the money. So, you know, when you look at all of these plans, you know, on paper they look marvellous, but when you actually put it down to the player level, the human level, you know, you're asking, you know, are these super supposed to be superheroes or what? Yes, they've got the best facilities. Yes, they've got the best, you know, you know, the best fitness trainers and medical staff and the rest of it. But, but, you know, the human body doesn't change and it's no different to what it's been. It can only go for so long before it just gives out. And, you know, this is why, as much as I hate to say it, sometimes change can go too far. And this is definitely a case of it. Um, I know we mentioned the Africa Cup of Nations and I'm going to really, I'm really going to derail the conversation. But it's something that I spotted this afternoon. Um, Callum Hudson Doy. Yes, is a player we've talked about in the past. I know. Um, and you know, thought he could be an England star of the future. Could have been an England star. Could have been. Ain't gonna happen, is it? He's decided to go with um, throwing in his lot with. Uh, the country of his parents. Ghana. He's going to d going to declare for Ghana. Yeah, and to be honest, for the reasons he gave, I think he's probably made the right choice. <laughs> you know, if that's what's going to happen, if something goes wrong in a game, you're going to get your name rubbed into the mud in a very distasteful kind of way because of what you've done on the field for England. If you've got the option, don't declare for England. Go somewhere, go play for some another country that you're going to qualify for. The you know. problem I have with it, mm -hmm. he's already played for England. Yeah, well, the rules have changed. I, and yes, because then you get football tourism. Everybody can be San Marino. You mean your great aunt from 15 years ago? Sorry, 15 generations ago? She was cohorting with the king you are now from San Marino and that's what we're going to get we're going to get people who he is good enough to play for England and should be playing for England he's, he's an excellent lad he's really good mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. does he speak any Ghanaian I wonder doesn't matter that's not the point it, it's it, I just find it it's, it's one of those it it, it it doesn't sit with me. It doesn't sit with me when we, when we get Canadians playing tennis and saying, we're British. You were born and raised in Canada. It's just the fact your grandma was from Scotland. You're, it, you're, not, you're as British as I am American. It's, it doesn't work that way, and it shouldn't work uh, that way. I'm just trying to think of that player with German parents that was trying to do, thought about playing for England. Oh, Masiala. I can't remember. I can't remember. I, I remember it was, you know, one of his parents was German, but was going to, dec but was hopefully going to play for England. I can't remember who it was. But, but it's happened. Up. It, 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 it happens a lot. Well, it does because we've got the Bo we've got the Boateng um, family who play for two different countries. We've got mm. the Annie uh, um, uh, um Her and her brother play for two different countries. Mm. They were both born in the same country. They can't. It, Yes, you can. The, um, I know you can, but well, just because you can doesn't mean you should. If it, well, it, <laughs> I, but if it, but you, the thing is though, you as well as gaining citizenship from the country where you're born, you can also take it from where your parents. You depends know, which country born. it is, actually. It does depend which country it is. I mean, it's, to take it away from football, but to keep the same point, 
if you to follow, you know, if you've watched the Olympics, <laughs> the, the other corrupt sport. Yeah, and if you look at the the the, the Team GB athletic squad, there's a couple of female athletes born in the US, raised in the US, gone to university in the US, but because one of the family members was born in Britain, they qualify for Team GB and are going to represent Great Britain. Now, I... Happens all the times. But it I just depends on your parents, that's it. But every time I see that, I think, that's because you don't think you're good enough to actually... Where you're a citizen yeah. of, you don't think you're good enough. That's and you're probably not, because we're... Beggars can't be choosers, is, is what I like. And, and it's the same with football. You might... I mean, Callum hudson Dyke, yes, he could have played for England for a number of years. But he's chosen to, you know, return to the country, you know, where his ancestors are. And if you think about it, he's, you know, he's going to, he's still got potential to get a little better. So he could be one of the stars of that Ghanaian team for years. Would he get that in the, the England team? Mm, not sure. He should. He should. He should have done. But can you blame him for wanting to be away from it, given the way people that he knows and played against on a number of occasions get treated? I'm, I not, I'm not actually blaming any of the players. I, no. It's just the fundamental being able to pick and choose. The, it, it becomes <laughs> a slippery slope of, oh, mm. well, because wasn't there actually was, I'm pretty certain there was a San Marino guy where, well, yeah, you moved here and we changed. they changed the rule of whether or not you could play for San Marino because the fact that he was so good at football, they then changed the rule and said, that, well, actually, yeah, if, if you are naturalised, you can also play for us. Mm. But I, what, the problem I have is that if you've represented, and this is the old rule before it changed, obviously, was if you've represented a senior team in a competition, you cannot then go and switch your allegiance. Well, these, these rules... These rules. Uh, well... I always thought it was a case of if you wanted to do that, you had to get permission. You had to get inviting from the from your original country that the that you were no longer considered part of their setup. I thought that was as pretty much as long as it took, as long as you were naturalised. You, you, we've we've had players go and play for for Kosovo, haven't we? That have played for other nations already. Yes. You know because they're a new nation, and um, in the case of. Uh, Hudson Doyle, I've just been reading there. The the rule now it seems to be that you can't have more than three caps, and none yeah. of them can be at a tournament, and they all have to be before you're 21. And he can't actually play for Ghana if he does choose to declare for them until November 2022, because it has to be three years after mm. your previous cap, um, which was a, a win against Kosovo. As Isn't goes. that actually a sad um, thing, though? I think that's probably the issue. Three it years is, since he pl actually played for England. For me, it also it also to me suggests. I mean, he's he's a. We talked about him before before he'd even played for Chelsea when oh. Bayern Munich were ready to pay forty million for him. Um, it it to me, it suggests a mm. slight lack of ambition. Um, because I would, if he was desperate to play for England, he would probably push for a move out of Chelsea. But if he plays for Ghana, he's going to be in every squad. Well, it, we, we've seen that before. He's going to be better than what they've got. You two just, actually know internationals who've played for Hampton. Yeah, and mm. I, I just think that he, he probably he like he must you know he'll, he'll be on a a, a a tasty little lump at Chelsea. He probably mm. won't really care if he only plays twenty games a season because he knows he's, if he's fit, he's going to be in the Ghana squad because he's going to be mm. probably their best player so it it does make me think are we better off without is he going to be one of these that doesn't want to realise his potential or doesn't have the drive to realise his potential I could be completely way off the mark is, is I hope I am and I hope he I hope he I hope he picks you know he carries on playing for England I hope he's playing for us at the World Cup next year because the guy is insanely talented he's a brilliant brilliant player let's let's look at this a different way um He's realising the potential that he wants because everybody else has these dreams for him. And if I was as talented as him and I was paid a bucket load of cash, I may be content with that. Yeah, and, exactly. and that's and it, it. You know, he's a, he's a London boy. I mean, if he, if he, you know, like I say, he might be happy being a squad 
player at I mean he, he, he signed that he signed the new contract at Chelsea when he could when he could have gone to Bayern Munich on a free so mm. you know maybe he's just happy you know he, 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 he might be happy being um, uh, uh, around you know around his family he might you know he's not moving away from his locale he might be happy with that and that's not a problem is it it's not it's not an issue it's I just you know it could be another just another one of these players that doesn't so, reach the heights that they could reach but so is issue? this a case of FC Kaiserslautern coming in to try and get him next season then yeah. James um, mm. yeah we've had developments on the channel so the Kaiserslautern series has now finished um, we did five seasons I am still kind of working my way through it a little bit um just going through the summer to see if I can sign any good players and I might I might play it as a as a serve offline now. Um we did five seasons. We ended it with a um with a potential Champions League qualification and also the DFB Pokal final against Bayern Munich. Um second cup final in a row that we've reached. So it felt like a good point to leave it. You know, um, with a potential top four finish. So we've got the last league game of the season. If we win that, we get into the top four, which would be ridiculous, and a cup final. So it just felt like a good jumping off point. And I have actually got a new series out. Um, and before you laugh, before you shoot me down, before you slag me off, it is with Paris Saint Germain. Okay, fine. Yeah, all right. Shush, shush. Let me explain. Let me explain. It's you wanted something easy. Not, well, I want a bit of fun. We're coming to the latter stages of FM21, um, but it's a director of football challenge. So yes, I'm in charge of one of the two richest clubs on the planet, but I have absolutely no control over any contracts of players or staff, any transfers, nothing. The only thing that I am doing is the, the matches and the training. That is it. So it's basically just to see what sort of transfers get made, you know, I've done it before a little bit, and in my experience, directors of football, they love a fullback. So I could end up with <laughs> seven left backs and no strikers. But that's or, or, or like it. England, where we've got like ten left, ten right backs who are just yeah. absolutely amazing. We can't play any of them. <laughs> exactly. So that's that's that, that's that's the, uh, the the slight the uh, the slight fly in the ointment is that I. And we, uh, you know, I've got virtually the whole first season recorded. I've got the first seven episodes recorded, and as this comes out on Friday, only episode three is going up on the channel. I don't want to give anything away, but yeah, we're um, it, it, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. It's nice to be in charge of a, of a big club and being the running for trophies and playing some amazing football, but not knowing what squad I'm going to have. It's, um, <laughs> Could it's be good. like being Chelsea manager. <laughs> This is the thing. This is the model at most clubs now. It, it, it virtually every European club operates under this model because and they've copied the American lot, model. And That's a lot how of the Americans clubs, operate. Yeah, and a lot of English clubs do it now. So, you know, it kind of should be how it is. <laughs> it just it is just the norm now. So we're gonna so, yeah, go check that out anyway. Go and watch that gamerjamesfm.com. Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 <coughs> and Rob, so three games in, how many more pre-season? Uh, pretty much two a week until the season, until the 7th of August. <laughs> um, it's, there's some, as I may have mentioned it in you know, previous weeks, there's some tasty fixtures in there. We should have had the Premiership new boys this Sunday, Brentford. But their under-23s have got a sizable number of players self-isolating so that fixture's gone up the swanee and as replacements we've ended up with a club with a, a club that cannot be classed in any way shape or form to be Brentford's equal um chelsea ladies Cash Holton Athletic. <laughs> oh, your favourite club. <laughs> I'm just wondering if their chairman remembers he blocked me on Twitter once because I think I said something that he didn't like. I wonder if he remembers. Probably not. Um, but, you know, well, we've got matches know, against... I'm, I'm sure he's blocked a lot of people. I'm sure he did. Um, and then we've got a match, a home match against our old friends from Plough Lane. 
And James ne knows what that. Never James know he'll be him. Yeah, James knows what you know. What Hampton, you know, Hampton supporters think of that club. Yes, that <laughs> he does. When, he when does. is that one? Um, believe it or not, I think it's Friday week. Yeah, Friday week. It's a Friday night game. Oh, I'll still be isolating. Is that the twenty-third? Yeah. Oh, I'll still be isolating. <laughs> James, it's very likely there'll be radio broadcast. Oh, well, the downside right. is it might be me. Oh, really? <laughs> um, I was just so talking yeah. to you for an hour on the Thursday before. Yeah, so it's a case of um, there's that tasty game. Um, there's a, a nice little away trip to Merston, which is always a lovely place to go. You know, when I, but last home game. Um, it's against the club for whom we know the manager really well. Um, most of the most of his players never understood a word he said in four years. Oh, Mr. Dalton. Uh, Mr. Yeah, we're going to play walking for the last home friendly of the season. Sorry, Kristen, I know you're trying to wrap up, but I just just quickly, Rob, what what's the um I because I'm a bit out of touch. What's what's the expectation for season for Hampton? Is it, is it playoff push again? The the sentiment coming through the team and the manager is finish the job. So oh. first Does it get first the season up. out of the way? First incomplete. But the first incomplete season, they finished eighth, missing out on the playoffs by a fraction of a point in you know points per game. Last season, when the you know when the record when the season was um, declared null and void, they were sixth playoff place. The players and the management have got the motto: finish the job. It's playoffs. It's promotion. That's what they're after. They believe they can do it. The squad is 90% of last seasons. You know, there's only think about two, three new players that I know of in a squad of 18. So yeah, that's the ambition this year, and they're not going quietly. It sounds like all or nothing for the manager then. Uh, you could possibly think that, but you know, he thinks he can. You know, he. Well, no, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, from what he's they've seen, been up there, haven't they, every season? Been up so. there. Yeah, they've, they've been up there. They had one. His first season didn't, you know, didn't really come off. Um, second season, as I said, eighth. Last season, sixth. You know, if the, you know, I mean, there's no question the ability's there. Can they still, Can they do it against pretty much the same clubs that they've played for the last two seasons? It'll be a come fun on, season. Come on. Sorry, Kristen, longest outro ever. That's my fault. <laughs> that, that's okay. Uh, it's You can always go and, well, you're not going to get much ranting from Rabid Robo at the moment because obviously the football season started again. Um, but you can, if you're isolating like James, you can go across to wegoagainpodcast.com and listen to any of our back catalogue. Um, I can get to all of them in the next 10 days. <laughs> you, <laughs> could, <laughs> you could also nip across there to Twitter to We Go Again Podcast. Um, I can't do Facebook because it don't want to work. But what have you been doing? I thank you for listening. <laughs>